We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape. Alright, cool. So, welcome again to the third uh, installment of Create, Copy, Paste, a podcast where we talk about the ups and downs, trials and tribulations, and pretty much everything we do here at GKC, which is a content creation agency based here in Cape Town. Not here alone, I'm sitting here with our Chief Creative Director, K. What up, what up, what up? And our other Creative Director and also Film Director, Herman. Hey, how you doing? How's everybody's weekend? I had a very um, interesting, well, I want to say interesting, interesting makes it sound... Uh, raunchy, but it wasn't. It wasn't raunchy. It was um. It was very action packed. <laughs> no one ever thought raunchy, but okay. What do you say? Interesting. You didn't open I don't ended. think raunchy. Uh, so when the kids say interesting these days, yo, that shit was interesting. Oh, no, I see where, yeah, okay. see where it's going. Now, um, it was a it was a action packed weekend. A friend came down from Pretoria and it was his birthday, so we we had a dinner and went out on Friday night and then spontaneous decision decided to go to nitro circus at the cape town stadium and then climbed table mountain yesterday so my legs are feeling a bit like jelly today and um then yeah the which, usual which, just which chilling table mountain, there's two routes right three routes how many routes to get there's to the a lot of routes um but three well, like well-known ones yeah. we went up india fenster and came down platter clip so we went up on the right hand side and then came down on the stock standard like touristy track yeah it's fun. Lots of um, vitamin D from the sun, you know. Don't get that indoors, so it's good, good being outdoors. I was speaking about indoors. I know, okay, you mentioned something about fridges today. And I, I refrained <laughs> from asking you because I heard it was going to be an interesting conversation, so I figured we'd ask you here. Uh, well, nothing, nothing can say. I mean, my weekend was pretty chilled out. Most of it involved work for um, a client of ours um, overseas, so the majority of the weekend was spent doing that. And then on the weekend, you know, I had some home affairs to take care of, and that involved getting a one-times refrigerator. Uh, the refrigerator game is strong <laughs> out there, and if never in my life that I think that uh, buying a fridge would be such a fucking process. Um, that being said, the, the, dude, there was this fridge. It was, it's like, it's, it is like the mecca of fridges. It is absolutely, I think it like costs like close to a quarter, quarter of a million rand. Um, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I, I don't know what kind of a person is dropping a quarter mil on a fridge, <laughs> and it's not a smeg fridge. It, it wasn't even smeg. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's rough. Um, yeah, no, dude. I mean, they had like that wood finishes on the outside. It's like one of those fridges that you when you buy it, you like building it, it into your home type fridge. Um, so like this like fancy wood finish on the outside. Wi-Fi inside a computer on it. Um, climate so control. So, are you buying a computer defrosting. that happens to be able to cool your food, or are you buying a fridge that, for some reason, has a laptop sticking on you? Need to explain to me, bro. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm yeah, thinking like sell it to me. I got. I got a quarter <laughs> grand to spend on a. <laughs> a quarter grand. A quarter, a quarter bowl to spend on a. Well, on to a be fridge. honest, it felt more like it was a. It, it was a computer that had a, a cooling box that came with it. To be honest, um, I mean, real fancy, been real nice. I just, I like once again, I repeat, I don't know what kind of an individual is dropping a quarter mil on the fridge. Um, obviously, obviously maybe, maybe I can, I can tell you exactly what type of individual. Bobby billionaire. Yeah, a rich individual with lots of cash. Camps Bay. <laughs> don't be hating. One day you're going to be there buying a, in the market for a quarter mil fridge. I'll, this day, by the I'll day, s- a black man buys a fridge for a quarter of a million bucks. 
that's gonna make the news straight up. Um, it's being about, I guess, the kind of people that would buy these fridges. This week's conversation is corporate versus creative. I think it's appropriate seeing as this week, um, you two especially, maybe you guys can run us through it, but it was a bit of a corporate week in that sense. Yeah, I think it's, it's we should define the difference between what we define corporate and creative as for this podcast. Because I, I, I think a lot of times we still do creative work, but it's in a corporate sense in the, in, in the way like it's dealt. You know, It might still be a creative execution, but it's it's being done to the book and to the vision of a corporate client, which means... It's not fun for us. But so let's, still... let's then justify, or let's what's it? Corporate creative. Let's define corporate. What is a corporate job slash? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very, I feel like the two words um, are not mutually exclusive. Um, you, like Herman was saying, uh, just because it's for a big corporate doesn't necessarily mean the work isn't creative. I just feel like maybe with corporates, um, we are tied down by a bit more um, restrictions and boundaries. So our creativity isn't quite um, as big or uh, that impactful, if, if that's the word I can use. Um, because obviously, with a, especially more so with corporate companies, they've obviously got a look and feel of how they do things. They've got a they've got a systematic way in which they want to appear to the world, and there's very little that we as creators on the other end can do to change that. It's more but then exactly following. Let's yeah, break that down guidelines. then. So these corporate jobs, I guess, like in terms of like a corporate job. When we get a corporate job in here, we think of that as. Very much internal based interview stuff where the end consumer is either business to business or it's not so much, you know, the client to customers like this was generally be it then internal presentations or just, you know, internal films. To me, at the end of the day, I I feel it's a case of creative work is work that I do for me as well, whereas corporate work isn't work I necessarily do for me. And I think that's something that we with the the week we had was a case where a lot of the time there was so much more we could achieve and wanted to achieve, but we had to tell ourselves we can't actually do it. That's not what like what the client wants. Them. This isn't what what the the brief the brief you know wants us wants us to be answered. And a lot of time you're kind of reeling yourself in creatively just to make efficient, effective one, two, three, get it done type 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 stuff. Mm. So yeah, I think you touched on something good there where it's like exactly it's either for the portfolio slash your own personal like you know fulfillment. Or it's just straight kind of grind work that generally gets perceived as the work that pays the bills, I guess, in yeah. that sense. Um, whereas the more creative stuff, you know, this is where it is also could fall on the corporate side where, you know, you have corporate clients doing creative stuff and, you know, we're mm-hmm. kind of doing it from a business standpoint. But a lot of the time also creative stuff generally falls into the more not about the money, not about kind of that element of it. And it's generally yeah. for the personal slash team benefits of I almost want to push it into the into the realm of it's two different mindsets of working and thinking. I mean, if I come from a, like working on something corporate and I have to do something creative, it's kind of a switch of gears and it takes me like a bit of a, you know, I need to pick up momentum to start thinking more creatively and less systematically, which is quite crazy to say if you think you're probably working, you'd like both of them are films at the end of the day. Um, the one is just, you know, completely different to the other. 
and the way you approach that is completely different. Yeah, I think the motivation. I think I think the motivation drive for those two for those two projects mm-hmm. are, are are what generally was what separates them. I mean, and here's not to say that some corporates aren't aren't looking to do creative stuff. No, I think there's there's brands there out there killing brands it. out there who are like absolutely in in the media game are, are changing the landscape. But um, for the vast majority, like the guys who are listed in the Fortune 500 companies or a lot, a lot of the work that we do for the so-called corporates that we say. Um, once again, we're just limited by the fact that there's a very clear-cut way in how they do things, and they want us to apply that same methodology to whatever product we're coming up for them with. Yeah, and it's almost also like the, the brands and clients we do work with, we're almost handling like corporate aspects and corporate projects, but at the same time, they're doing like mad creative stuff that you yeah, know exactly. we're just not at that level where they're asking us yet to do the whole biggest you know corporate Absolutely. commercials. Um, I think what kills me the most though is, and I, I mean, we've worked on brands like this before. Uh, I wouldn't say who, but we, we've worked with brands before where they have the opportunity to create incredibly creative work and as, you know, semi falling under their target market, but also being someone that's like, you know, very interested in branding, I feel at least that they have a very good opportunity to, to like hit a big target market that they're missing in a creative space or even elevate the, like, their current target market by being more creative but they're just stuck in a traditional like copy paste kind of just do it over and over again like routine and that's just because they're they're you know their ceo or their foundation their, is their kind of deep-rooted in yeah and like doing the same thing over and over again and it's boring but then we end up having to do boring work for a client that we were hoping and kind of wishing would be a lot more of a creative thing Compared to the international guys, I do feel like we kind of sit back for a while, see how it yeah. goes out there, and then we start kind of implementing those same strategies. And so we're always kind of a year or so maybe behind, two years behind. Where yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think also one of the big things that um, or at least what what I think we've noticed is that yes, number one, we we being in South Africa are p- possibly about a year behind on trends, and I think this is why we we pay such active attention to media articles and the certain magazines and news outlets where we watch mm-hmm. what's going on in the ad game. But then the next knock-on effect is that companies in South Africa also, budgets are also rather restrictive, and I think let's, let's at the end of the day, this is a, this is a business and there's money-making, and I think they are much, they feel much safer with how their money is going to be spent on something that they know something is more tangible yeah yeah um, well, something that's been tested and proven like 20 years 10 years ago like for yeah. instance billboards for instance you know like how much money are brands still putting into that and sure. valuing that compared to digital marketing where like if you know and we've spoken about this before mm-hmm. but like driving in a car like how many people actually like the passengers are looking at billboards everyone's on their phone just kind of yeah. like absorbing and like taking in all that content Meanwhile, the big brands are still willing to rather put the money in the billboards and not yet kind of divert that into the digital side, which is just kind of a like, you know, time will tell. And then that way it'll all start. Yeah, I mean, if you you put yourself in their feet, it's understandable because at the end of the day, it's their livelihood as well. And what we do is we take their brand image and their brand loyalty and we try to build on that. Um, So for them to try and change that, a lot of the time I think these people aren't willing to take the risk because if it doesn't work out, it's it's their bread and butter that's being kind of, you know, forfeited, which is understandable. But at the same time, it's very frustrating when somebody's paying you to do a job and your advice goes, you know, to the side and just doesn't get used because um, 
they feel they know better. And the worst is they love the work and they're like, yeah, 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 we love that, we love that, but um, let's try that actually just what we've been doing for the last yeah. 20 years. Um, yeah. Maybe next time, like, you know, but yeah. no. And then, and that I think is also, you know, these are companies that have been around for so long that it's so, you know, it's not an easy one day shift to now switch yeah. your whole yeah. thing. I think, they've, they've, they think they're very much just stuck in the mentality that if it's not broken, then, Don't then fix it. why are we trying to change it? Why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Whereas what we're not, what we're offering is not reinventing the wheel, really. It's, it's who are we to, we're trying to change the way the wheel moves or works in part with other things, which... Which I think is the is the difficult part of trying to convince a very big mm. corporate client of. We do try to be different wherever we can, and I think sometimes when it comes to the corporate clients and you're trying to propose something a bit out of the box, they're not always quite as acceptable and ready to kind of embrace that. But then you get you know a different scenario where you get a completely creative company, a company that's like very much rooted in creative creative thinking, creative doing, like a festival, for example, and then they just don't allow you to flex and you know push those limits. Which, which sometimes is confusing because it's a case of, you know, we could do so much and we're so sure about what we're doing and the target market would eat it up, but uh, we just we just don't don't get given the chance. Yeah. Which once once again, I think it's a case of you know why why go through that from from their point of view. It's like why would we go through all of that effort and trouble if we are all right where we are right now? Yeah, not a good thing. Cause it ain't a quarter million rand fridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a pretty shitty fridge compared to that. <laughs> Doesn't check your emails. But we digress once again, I guess. So, um, pros and cons, I guess. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like, out of all the clients we've ever had, like, corporates generally are the easiest in that sense to work with. Like, sometimes they're crazy and they get a bit like yeah. you know over the top. And you guys will have a different with this experience. No, I must say, I 100% agree, and especially like. I think the frustration is corporate's on point, which means the feedback comes back and you've got more work to do where creative is kind of more in the air. And, mm. You know, stuff doesn't happen. So I 100% agree. Corporate is, first of all, their feedback's on point. They know exactly what's happening. They're timely. They don't waste your time. Yeah, they know exactly what they, they want. They pay well. They do. They know what they're paying for. If they ask for the more, they pay and more. And their expectations are actually to a degree kind of less or there's less pressure yeah, in the sense definitely. of as long as you tick their boxes, they present that to their higher up and if they're happy then everyone's happy yeah and on the creative side generally there's whoever you're presenting to is the end person so they get attached and then they yeah, kind yeah, of you know emotionally like no, uh, absolutely i mean like if you're dealing with corporate company x and then you're dealing with dave's bakery and dave is actually getting actively involved in whatever the content is yeah. that's being created and believe me dave, dave is gonna be in there mm. every step of the way throwing spanners in the works throwing in his ideas remember dave's watched all the youtube videos <laughs> about a lot of the bakeries out there dave knows how to make a bakery let's video you need to know let's not discourage you know the days out there but no, yeah, no, yeah not i get all. what you're saying where it's, it's their baby and yeah, like they're yeah. not doing a lot of for instance content so this one piece of content that they are doing they want to be all involved yeah, and literally it's an interesting paradigm if that's the correct word um because corporate is a case of you need to reel yourself back and you can't flex creatively because that's not what they want that's not what they need whereas creatively you can't really flex yourself creatively because that's not what the client's vision is sometimes so yeah but you do with all this said i do think it's useful to mention you do get the golden client like and this song i'm gonna name elise for example she's amazing to work with she she comes to you she knows you're good at what you do so she she says you know these are my objectives make it work and at the end of the day she looks at it and says cool change this and that and she's happy absolutely yeah, but to get to that stage it's like you yeah. kind of need to establish that trust and just either have the portfolio yeah. or have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the person where they can yeah, be like, definitely. yo, I trust you guys. 
Go know, ahead. This is it. Do it and come back. So it's not always the luxury you have with the client where they're so, hey, guys, here's the yeah. budget. I'm expecting something in two weeks. Um, well, I, mean, blow my mind. In, I mean, just to touch on what Herm said, I mean, in, a, in an ideal world, essentially that's what you'd want. I mean, these guys, for example, I keep using Dave. Dave will be our, our, our mythical guy. So, so what does Dave do well? Dave bakes. He's a baker. Uh, he's coming to us because we make uh, media content, and that's what we do. And in an ideal world, all we'd have is Dave give us his deliverables, what he wants to get out of this, and then would leave it in our hands. Once again, I repeat, that's an ideal world. That's how it. That's how it ideally would would like things to happen. And yeah, like you said, I think it really is at the end of the day about relationships and the trust level that you have with said client. Um, and uh, what that what that takes to get there could involve several variables. But yeah, it is, it's the working relationship. It is also Dave's like, you know, in the sense of, you know, the biggest clients generally give you like the least headaches in the sense of the guys that have the biggest budgets. As we said, they, you know, yeah. they know what they want. They have feedback. It's on point. Sure. And the guys that have like the smallest budgets that we're generally doing favors are those are the guys that then come back right. with the feedback yeah. and the oh, headaches. Geez. And you're like, Dave, I'm doing you a favor here. Like, <laughs> you're not paying okay, me first in muffins. Of all, first of all, we're making a loss on this bake yeah, video. We can't, <laughs> can't pay rent with your muffins. Can't say shit. <laughs> what am I going to do with What am I going to do? I can't pay for, for my fucking fridge. I'm going to buy a quarter million, quarter million round fridge with your croissants, Dave. Not going to happen. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, it's it's applying hyperbole. I'm completely aware of that. But at the end of the day, if you go to the doctor and you say, "Hey, doc, I've you know got a sore tooth," and he says, "Oh, we need to take it out," you don't go, "Ah, oh, sorry, dude, I don't necessarily agree." I think, I think what we need to do is actually just drill a hole and then take out the infestation rather than taking out the tooth. And I think it, it all goes back to the idea that creativity and you know like creative executions in general is a ambiguous gray area and it's not like black and white like maths for example where one plus one is two we unfortunately are in a job of perspective and what necessarily i mean i'm sure we can all agree there have been times where you hand in your first edit or you make your first design or whatever and in your head you're like this is it this this is dope this is like <laughs> no, no, the next day you're still like, yo, no, this no, is dope, yeah. this is dope. <laughs> and they're so, gonna love this, they're gonna they love, love this. this. And then, yeah, client comes back and hits you up, like, yeah, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this is not exactly what we wanted, this is not nowhere near what we need. And you know what, that's okay. That's This is one of the things that we, we all knew when we're getting into this. I think that's one of the biggest things that generally, you know, you aren't quite aware of when, like, when I yeah. first got into this, the whole, like, you know, creative slash feedback slash, you know, it's going to change. Like when you first give shit in, you're like, yo, this is the one. Like, you know, you're like psyched. Mm -hmm. And then you get the feedback and it changes. And, you know, the first year went by and every time it's like, oh, it changes. Oh, it Damn, changes, it changes. Oh, it changes. <laughs> Dude, by year two, it's like, yo, it changes. It's like, what were we expecting? That was going to happen. Like, it's part of the game. Pro, pro tip here is um, if you know you're going to be working with a client that's going to give you changes, put in mistakes for them for you to change no. that way they miss the stuff you actually no, no. Yeah. you actually want to no, keep no 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 there's one pro, way to go about pro, it pro 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 tip <laughs> clearly mark and when you budget slash quote someone that the revisions and how much that's going to yeah. cost and that, that there's an allocated time slash yeah, it's not this wishy-washy open-ended it'll be done when we all think it's done rather put in set like yeah. cool you got two sets of revisions um, yeah, can't agree more can't change the music because if you change the music that's going to be a whole nother day that's going to charge mm -hmm. you more like, I think that's also something we didn't realize at first. No, where we, we kind of... Yeah, when we first got into the game. <laughs> no. It was just like, end product, cool, we'll get it to you. And then, yeah, change, no. changes, changes. I also think that's where corporates, you know, once again, the better person to work with is because they have a deadline. 
it's not like oh we'll bring out this music video when we feel like it it's a case of this needs to happen and it needs to happen by this time which means we will get to you feedback at this point at which we want revision at this point and then it's done i mean something that i'm dealing with now actually with a creative brief coming off of a more corporate brief is you know the corporate brief we knew exactly what needed to be done and there was a storyboard we were two people working on the project and we just had to sit down and crunch through it whereas with this creative brief now um i asked the artist so you know what is the look and feel what what do you kind of envision with this and the answer was it's beachy so something like a beach um and for the other song it was oh it's a bit more like grungy like rock so i was thinking maybe a band in a garage and at this point i have nothing to work with and then the the other thing i generally ask an artist when working with music videos is what does the song mean to you because if they have a relationship with the song then generally i can you know attach to that and a narrative springs out or a vision springs out of which both of the songs the answer was nah nothing really so yeah now i'm sitting trying to (laughs) trying to create create kind of an emotional attachment with something that the artist doesn't have emotional attachment with which is frustrating because generally that's that's what the corporate world does is they have something that needs to be you know churned out they don't have an emotional attachment this is what needs to be done and the creative world as we've spoken about dave has this emotional attachment and the positive thing about that is is you can latch on onto that and if the song means something very specific to the artist that's you know universal enough that i can attach to that it makes my life easier because I mean, as a creative trying to create something for someone, having that own voice in your head works as well. Yeah, and that's when you start, like I've noticed, you know, you start reading the lyrics and you yeah. start like cutting, getting as deep as you can. And I mean, can. for example, another pro tip is I, I got the lyrics now for this for this specific musician and the song I've, I've already kind of chosen just based off, based off of the lyrics because I feel like these lyrics speak to me more than the, the other song that, that was proposed. And the first thing I did was actually highlight all the um, we, you, our, us, all those, you know, pronouns and just looked at the the change in pronouns because I realized that in the beginning of the song, there's a lot of reference to you and at the end of the song, it's a we and a us. So there's obviously um, something happening there progression in the progression. Um, and I've I found that a lot of the time I feel like the the artist is actually speaking to themselves in the beginning, and in the beginning it's very objective, where in the end it's very subjective. Um, so I've, I've I've done that, and that's kind of how far I've gotten. But you know these these small things that just kind of fuel and kind of get you thinking in, in at least some kind of direction. Yeah, and just the fact that he literally gave you the songs to choose, like you know, yeah. cool, these are my songs. We'll make a yeah. music video. Um, but that is also based mm-hmm. on the fact that it is kind of a passion project where he knows that we're doing him like a favor to a degree. Yeah. So he kind of gave us a creative, I think that was one of our mm-hmm. conditions to almost be like, cool, we'll do it. But, but you give us creative freedom. Yeah. control. Yeah. 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 And that's that, to prevent the whole client comes back mm-hmm. with feedback and then it's a whole headache where we're like, guy, we're not doing this for money yeah. and now you're you know, giving us headaches. Well, that's it. I, th- I feel like, you know, a lot of the time, and the, the other project we work on is more dance based working in cal- collaboration with someone who knows more about dance and and that type of thing always always helps so you know cl- collaboration but also keeping the vision alive in your own is, is important I, re- I read someone or heard somewhere that directing is essentially i think quentin tarantino said said it said it when when he asked someone what directing is all about and it's a case of directing is essentially just letting other people know what your vision is and communicating that to them so that 
as a group you can get to you know the final product and keep that that same vision going throughout whereas of corporate it's not your vision not your problem just do the job yeah it's yeah. more just the grind work yeah which, yeah so i mean like, do, uh, do it good but at the end of the day you got check boxes you got it's on black and white in lists with time codes get it done and like you know sometimes it's kind of seen as a bad thing but at the same time you know just this like monotonous grind that it's like cool you know you're going from a to b and there isn't the creative stress involved in between that is kind of sometimes refreshing from a you know kind of cleanses your palate and your head that way and the next you know as you said now then approaching a creative project you kind of then i can also like i'm very sure and i'm i'm speaking out of assumption here but i'm very sure that the the biggest media content creation and the people that bring in the most cash are people that just do corporate jobs and it's a case of the roi on a corporate job compared to a creative job is massive and that's just that's just how it is i'm sure i mean we look at look around look around cape town more especially a lot of the the big aid a lot of the agencies and um and, and and the like aren't it's very very rare that they're dealing with dave's bakery once again i mean and there is definitely a market for that and i'm not saying you can't make money off that you can but i think when you're getting to that level and you're trying to make the, and, you, and once again i repeat this is a business at the end of the day um yeah you definitely want to be dealing with corporates they just have a more clear-cut directive and and from that and having an roi the process of getting from a to b is clearly defined you've got client A starting from here and B is going to be what the final product is going to be and that has all been laid out very clearly from the word go which 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 is which is great it, it is um, at the same time um, I think where we struggle is where it's it's not something we would necessarily have done and I think that that is always the, the, the balancing act that we have to do yeah like if you were to do that full time like you know how much fulfillment would you actually get out of your job in that sense like if the yeah. money's there cool and if you're all about the money then you're sure go and do that but I feel like at some point we would be like cool guys like, <laughs> yeah. I need to be creative here like this is a little too yeah. soul sucking yeah it's, it's interesting because I think to a degree you know you'd think that corporate people would 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 have less understanding for the amount of time that goes into a project but at the end of the day i find that corporate and like corporate entities have more of an understanding and more of appreciation for the work that goes into and i'm talking about something that you know happens in post-production so for example the the project we worked with was um, very much an animation and an after effects driven project and i feel like those people have a lot more you know a, a lot more appreciation for what you do and they also have a lot more understanding if things take time and they say look we have this feedback how much time do you need and it's a case of because the, they, they don't really you know they don't know necessarily how much time it takes they don't know what goes into it so they appreciate it more whereas with when you're working with a creative a lot of the time they don't have that same same like you no know, type of appreciation and i find it interesting because if you're working for, with a musician for example that doesn't know anything about you know after effects or or film or you know video editing they have a lot less appreciation for it but also i find that they have a lot less of you know they they give you a lot less time because they feel like it can get done overnight which is interesting because i because at the end of the day when they do their own work they know how much time yeah, goes into creating their own creative work right so there. it's yeah that's an interesting it's also like Dave. Dave isn't used to doing content. Meanwhile, company X that does content all day, every day, and they're hiring us. 
they realize yo cool feedback cool it's gonna yeah. take time cool this change is cool yeah. you know budget mm-hmm. cool like dave is like yo cool let's get this done like you know yeah. i know you're as excited move, as i am yeah. so by here. tomorrow we've got this right and you're like no dave it takes a bit of time sometimes and um yeah but yeah. i'm not gonna lie like corporate stuff if you like let's maybe take it back in terms of you know our our three listeners that we do have are probably the most starting up kind of people Hi, mom. And, and they're trying to you know yeah shout out mom they're trying to balance out that whole like dilemma of cool they're getting hired for corporate jobs and you know they aren't maybe being as creative as they want but then that kind of falls back onto the side of you know they're just starting up or like when we first started up we didn't have portfolio where we could attract clientele that we're doing creative stuff and we literally had to do the corporate stuff because that kind of paid us the bills which then allowed us to get creative and um just looking back at it like you know we did a lot of events starting up and i actually dude i'm so grateful for those events from the side of it was corporate jobs where the client wasn't stressed on us like we could do what we want but we pretty much learned from those jobs how to then do the creative stuff like you know from a filmmaking standpoint you know time lapses i think my first motion time lapse was for a corporate clients and you know just learning from that then allows you to like incorporate in a more creative manner yeah and so the irony there being exactly that like the corporate guys are the ones that are essentially allowing you in the end to be more creative because yeah, we wouldn't be here doing this shit if it wasn't for no, the corporate no, guys. No, that no, no, no. I mean, and I mean, on that note, I mean, I think to myself on like all the like the animation, animation work or design work, a, a lot of the stuff where where boundaries have been relatively pushed, like to use a new plugin, use a new technique, try something different. It's generally been with the corporates, um, because yeah. uh, they're they're more. They're, they're they're more not. I don't want to say sit back approach, but they they came to you for something and they know that you can fulfill that and that alone changes the game completely it's interesting because i came into the company a lot later i think i was lucky coming into it where we were doing a lot less corporate stuff you know nothing nothing. (laughs) corporate 10 percent creative which is us doing our own shit Mm. where we can and i find it the other way around in the sense of when it comes to a, a corporate and more like an actual client. I don't even want to say corporate, but more a client that's, you know, paying to get something specifically done is where I don't experiment as much as compared to where I'm doing a favor for someone. Because when I'm doing a favor for someone and it doesn't work out necessarily as envisioned, it'll still come out as a pretty good um, product and they have no other option than being happy with it at the end. So that's where I, I do most of my experimentation. I think that's where the passion project that we shot like, two weeks ago was very much you know experiment on experiment and just getting out there and doing something new because it's something that we you know i haven't done before and nobody was getting paid on that project and there wasn't a client expecting something at the end of the day so if it really didn't work out it was a massive massive you know lesson in the sense that we as a company were in a position to do Do that that passion project because the last three four years was us doing corporate shit a lot of the time like lucky spot really Mm. but that also being said like you know i think there's a very negative connotation when it comes to corporate work and i think as a creative you're just silly now if you're going to get into that mindset because you a need it like i can't think of one like creative creative person even out there like and i don't know everyone's history but i'm pretty sure that everyone did corporate stuff to the degree of no one just landed their first feature or their first like commercial if you look at also like if you look at a portfolio there's two aspects or at least generally like in social construct of today there's two aspects one being you know the showreel what you like the actual work and two being your brand portfolio and i can bet you now that like very little stuff in the showreel is what you're going to show on your brand portfolio but working with corporate clients mean you can put big names on your brand portfolio 
and that just you know looks so much better at the end of the day with you know a, a glimpse over your website than necessarily working with artist a or artist b that probably is not going to make it in the music industry so that you know at the end of the day i think corporate if i was starting out i would do co- I would, except for having to do corporate jobs i would probably you know knock back as many corporate jobs Dude, as that's, possible that's like what you mentioned there like literally okay a like we just did a job for uber and mm. you know it's considered like kind of corporate but it's kind of cool but at the same time it's stuff that wouldn't make like it's not making my show real yeah but from a brand portfolio like yo look we've done work for uber it's like you're uber mm. but literally when we first started we like our activations we were doing was for like yeah. coca-cola and stuff so on our website we would be like yo we've done work for coca-cola and like meanwhile it's a corporate activation but technically we did, did work yeah, for it's, coca-cola it's, it's, it's and like the draw card to the outside world and that then it p- attracted other people that were like yo you guys have done work for coke and like you guys your showreel's dope so you know and if you wow. think about it the the uber job came from doing work or the i'm not quite sure the uber each job came first yeah and the uber each job was more creative client facing but also it had a very like corporate aspect because there was a setup shot list that we had to follow um there was you know a specific day set out we didn't really have control we just had to get and do the job as good as possible and get out um but you know the, they kind of led on each other from uber eats and, that, uber, and that, now they love that and then that led to them hiring us for that other job which pretty much to a degree was half creative freedom they yeah. gave us a brief but then we got to kind of do the rest yeah um even though it won't make our show real, but it's still kind of, it might make our show real, and but. I mean, uh, we, n- next time they come around and they've got more trust, maybe they turn into the dream client. Never. Yeah, like what, last week they asked us to quote on another project that's actually a lot more creative and, you know, yeah. that could be pretty cool. So, yeah, I guess we'll yeah. find out with that one. Yeah, which I guess then brings us on to like more corporate, corporate creative clients where it's like creative work for corporate clients and kind of the journey that that is where it's, you know, and we would only get there now because we literally did the corporate jobs before and our own creative jobs. And now we're at a stage where we're doing more creative jobs for the bigger corporate guys, hence the like Uber side of things. Um, and when it comes to those, though, like, I don't know, from our understanding or from our findings, we're still in that same vein of the corporate guys are the more, I guess, well, relaxed. Well, I, mean, I, think, I, think we, I think we go back to what we were saying earlier about how when you're working how you get i think how you end up getting to that golden to that golden client is like you said is that it's that building relationship I and mean, then once we've we've did the first job and they were like oh okay well that didn't turn out so badly and then the next one is like okay like here's the directive less input from them mm-hmm. and i think that is a gradual process that happens naturally anyway and regardless and then once that relationship is solid and has been solidified i think there that's where the creativity the creative freedom at least starts to kick in where they will literally come to you and be like look we've got a commercial here's the here's the product what are you guys thinking we all we want to do is get this yeah. accomplished we leave the rest in your hands and we're gradually Us. getting there like, yeah exactly we quite clients you know sometimes it happens but at least mm. that's our goal i think yeah definitely we're the guys who get to dictate yeah. the creative. i also think that's the case of you know repetitive projects in the sense of project one you don't know our brand you don't know what our look and feel is project two they go into it thinking okay we've worked with them before the the product was good so instead of having to give them a whole new brand bible we can just you know reference back the stuff they've already done for us and that's where i think something like spree for example is a good a good indication because you know coming back doing a job for them again and again means we know what their target market is we know what you know their look and feel is and what they're trying to achieve before they even have to tell us because we have worked with it before yeah and that almost falls back onto that whole kind of grind it out in the beginning and do corporate jobs corporate jobs corporate jobs because who knows like 
next thing a year later passes and now you've been doing corporate jobs for coca-cola and they actually ask you to do something cool and that's only based on the fact that you grinded through those you know shitty corporate jobs yeah. to get to the point where the big guys the cool guys are now like yo we appreciate your stuff from before can you do something yeah. a bit more creative and that literally has happened to us so many times with so many clients where it's that first kind of introductory uh, yeah. job and then we just over deliver and kill it on that and then they're like oh do you guys do this and we're like you know what we actually do i think that's uh, the case of or the key there was to over deliver because if you're going to do a corporate job and you're going to give it to them as expected with nothing special about it and no touch of like at least a bit of like a bit of magic on the top or a little bit of a sprinkle of spice then then you're never going you're never going to break away from that yeah i think any client like mm. if you have the opportunity to over deliver like why not like yeah if you're not in a position yet where people are knocking on your door and you're the guy to go to then you better just do as best as yeah. you can so that come portfolio time, the next job, you're like, yo, look at this. This yeah. was really cool and hire me for that again. But if you don't do it yourself or, you know, take that opportunity, then you're just going to get hired for the same stuff and it's just going to get monotonous in that sense. I mean, without, I mean, without having one design cliche, you know, you really do want to give 110% on any job. I mean, even if even if you're not done something particularly that you you are proud of, but how are you going to get that residual knock-on effect of people coming to you i mean like you said we we not quite a bit if you're not at the position where people are banging on your door and you know you've got work right through like i'm lined up all the, for the next two years then it's in your best interest to put in your best yeah. also it's it's a case of keeping insanity like sane and not going like completely crazy with work because if you're doing work and you or at least this is personally for me if i'm doing work and i'm doing it at 90 percent it's going to drive me crazy because as much time as i spend on that as much time i'm spending going like why am i doing this why am i doing this why am i this is a waste of time whereas if i'm putting 110 percent, even though it's not necessarily the type of work that i'm going to be very like proud of or make the show real at least i'm saying going I'm going to do the best I can in this and that keeps me going. But Holmes, that's why you're here because you're one of the good guys who I'm does that. Guy. Unfortunately, not everyone's like that. Well, that's, that's, I don't but know how they do it. Yeah, <laughs> we like for everyone to be like that though. <laughs> um, cool. Anything more corporate uh, creative vibes? I think end of this like kind of being that yo corporates ain't that bad like, they're not know, the devil they're anything, like i appreciate corporates yeah. like corporates <laughs> if it wasn't for corporates we wouldn't be here i think the important thing if it wasn't for corporates you wouldn't be working with creative clients and if it wasn't for creative clients you wouldn't be doing what you enjoy so at the end of the day it's a systematic thing and it's the ebb and flow and it's getting maybe over that of mental life. thing of dude you yeah, gotta do corporates hurdle. like mm. it like there's you no point in fighting no. it because <laughs> there's no way you can say no i'm not gonna yeah, work for corporates mm. <laughs> it's a necessary i don't want to say necessary evil if, but yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a delicate dance it's a, I, it's a very delicate dance. i almost want to say if you get a job from a corporate you must know that that guy who's spending cash dollar paying you to do what you think is a shitty project looked at your work and said we trust this person with this amount of money if you're working with a creative it's probably a mate of a mate or it's doubt. somebody who no saw one cool video that you maybe did and they're like, right, let's hit this boy up, see what he can do, maybe have a conversation, you know, we'll help each other out like fella fella. And I think that's a lot less of an achievement than uh, corporate hitting you up. So and the thing if is getting like, a corporate job, don't hate it. And also like, we appreciate, like, dude, there's other people wanting those corporate jobs. So like, it's also, oh, it's one of those, once you're in with the corporate and you do it well, you're generally going to stick with them unless you yeah. mess up. So like that opportunity doesn't come along like always. So, yeah. you know, just kind of take that and roll with that. Um, cool. 
Signing out wise, plugs. What do we have? Still selects. Selects at zero is. Uh, selects everybody who you know, is submit. We've got, a, we've got a few submissions. I've seen yeah, like yeah. two photos that are fucking skits. I mean, yeah, we really had a skits. <laughs> 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 we had a Vimeo staff pick um, submission. I think yeah. that might have been us asking a guy to ask a guy, but like he literally went through the contact form and submitted it formally. So like you know. well, yeah. Well, I guess then that's a rem- <laughs> uh, I guess that's a little reminder to everybody out there not to forget about the selects. Uh, send your work in, send your content in. For those that don't know, it's an online platform where we showcase online South African digital talent. Uh, we're having an awards thing in about three months, uh, January, where we where we will be giving away some cash prizes as well as for film and pho- well for film and photography. So submit the selects yeah. that's here, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. You can win cash money, dollar dollar. Yeah, yeah, and 20, maybe, 20 grand. Maybe, well, you're not going to buy that fridge, but uh, yes. You can save up. Do you save up, though. That, that, save up. That's Cash almost a tenth money. of a fridge. Like, if you yeah. win, you get a tenth of a you're, quarter you're million of a fridge. Of a fridge with Wi-Fi, I like to say. It's, you could it's submit a, next time using your fridge. I have I have two things to ask. One, if it's my mom listening, please don't tell me to enter in this thing, because I can't. You can. My mom ask. loves sending me. Oh, we I just want to let you win. Uh, you can see. <laughs> anyway, and then the other thing is, is if you have a fridge with Wi-Fi, Please like hit me up. I'd like to see the thing because I can't. I still can't believe it. Please, please take a photo or a video of you streaming this podcast through your fridge. I think that would be. Um, I wonder cool. if it does, does it have Wi-Fi and speakers? Because now we're pushing it. Ah, uh, my man. If it's you got, if it's got, if it's got, got Wi-Fi, it's got speakers. Wi-Fi and a screen. You damn right, it's got speakers. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk past it and it says, "Good morning, Ken." Yeah, that's right. Talking fridge. <laughs> we got two eggs ready. <laughs> but, that's the future. Okay, you got to eat future. your leftovers. <laughs> it's gonna go bad. Kay. We have. A milk report, 3.5 hours until it goes sour. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That is four glasses. 5% bacteria <laughs> on, your, uh, on your cheese. The future is now. The future is now. Um, any other plugs? Uh, yeah. Holmes, plugs? I think we can go around. Holmes, what do you got to plug? Uh, check out our website, I guess. GKC.media. Yeah, I mean... Like, we're actually going to update it like this week. So oh, really? Everyone, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I mean... We, we mention it's us but maybe go take a look at our work decide if you like it if you don't then sorry for you and if you don't you can even go check out our vlog which will showcase what we actually get up to and you can yeah. see Holmes and Kay's pretty faces uh, the, the, they do kind of hide them most of the time but we got them now and then I, I don't need fans <laughs> <laughs> or, or groups <laughs> yeah Cool. So Holmes has too many groupies. So any groupies out there, K is K is looking. Mm. He'll take some groupies. No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. K is a taken man. All right, Dylan, recording here without a mic. He's also a taken. To be honest, you and I are the only two single people in this room. And you don't so want the groupies. And nice. I'm not a kind of. I'm too old for groupies. groupies. So, <laughs> yo, any groupies I don't think you're there, ever too old for groupies. <laughs> Preach. Preach would always love some more groupies. All right. So next week, same time, different topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Rate, comment. Um, keep yeah. Do, yeah, rate, do, do the good things if and let us know what you think yeah yeah do we're it, gonna get better we're do it for better. us so that we don't have to do so we do it for us so we can get the dream clients and then so that you'd be able and to then we can to tell us you talking about the dream client and then we can tell you how to get the dream client yo win 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 all right everyone's mission go tell some dream clients to hire us and then we'll talk about it later and and follow him and Detroit at instagram sean kambani shimani What's your K the villain? It's K the villain. <laughs> but anyway, and, yeah. and Dylan slash Liam. He doesn't have Instas, yeah. He's on that. I team. actually have. An, if you guys Snapchat. want to see what Dylan looks like, I have a photo and have Instagram. See, Holmes, I see what you're doing here now. Uh, you're just uh, trying to yeah. like. <laughs> this is branding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, right. Mike's out. Curiosity sells. Till till next week. 
Deuces. Cheers. Peace. Fire in the booth. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us.